It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard for another edition of the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with uh, Dennis and Brady and Ken Semmelsberger will join us on the uh, program. And I've, his mic is already live <laughs> because you've got some news. Yeah, so there's actually some sports to talk about, some new things. Um, first, we'll talk about a couple congratulations. First off, uh, Croslex's Zach Sergeant uh, got an offer from Lawrence Tech to go play football there, so he at least has the opportunity to go play football he's a, at the next he's level. He's a real good player, and we should apologize right off the hop because that's a kid we should have talked about more during the season, but the fact that we didn't go up there and see any games, mm-hmm. but that's a kid that I've known about for a couple of years, and we should have talked more about him because he's a really good player. Well, someone else did take notice, so... The offer from Lawrence Tech and uh, Port Huron's own Jaron Sanderson did commit to play at Madonna University. So another big red from this team going on to play college ball. Uh, not really that surprising. No. Jaron's a, a big boy. He takes up a lot of space and he pushes people around, doesn't he? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, he's going on to play. So, yeah, some good news coming out right now. So that's good. And then um, we do have the dates and times. Uh, were announced by the MHSAA for the next uh, set of regional football games because that season still isn't over. It's still not over, and we're still hoping to uh, to get it done. Um, again, we'll know more, and we'll we'll talk a little more in depth about this with Kenny uh, in the next segment. But we'll know more about what the 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 state of Michigan is going to do, and then what the MHSAA is going to do, kind of towards the middle of uh, next week. Um, but for now. Uh, we got our fingers crossed that Tuesday the 15th is the day to mark on your calendars. Uh, Marine City at Frankenmuth, an early kickoff, 4 mm-hmm. o'clock, um, which actually I kind of I like that. Uh, and that same uh, evening, uh, Detroit Country Day will be at North Branch for a 7 o'clock kickoff. And then the following day, Wednesday the 16th of December, Ubley gets uh, its home game against uh, Carson City uh, Crystal with a 6 o'clock uh, kickoff. And, of course, uh, we'll be at that Marine City game if it happens. Yes, yes, we will. I'll make the trip up there. So if you want to know anything about the uh, this information as uh, it comes out, follow us on Twitter at G underscore Stuck on Sports or like us on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, though, is the main spot to get all this information. We retweet this, put it out as we find out this information. So, All right. So we're going to find about, out about a, a day in the life of an athletic director 2020 uh, in just a moment uh, as we get the podcast rolling. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, 
Replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Since 1923, Mama Vicky's has been Port Huron's original Coney Island with two convenient locations to serve you. Mama Vicky's Downtown is open Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mama Vicky's North End is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Fridays and Saturdays they stay open till 8 p.m. With delicious Coney dogs for only a buck 59, you can make every day a Coney day. That's right, Coney's for just a dollar 59. Mama Vicky's, a port here on Original since 1923. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, and Ken Semmelsberger is uh, with us for uh, this uh, podcast. We had him on earlier in the football season, uh, and uh, like the old pro that he is, he had a great week. Beat Brady, tied with me, but uh, that—that's the past. It was only by one game, though. I think it was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Game. Trust me, that's one more than he, it's enough to make him remind me all the time. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure of that. <laughs> so, um, Kenny, if if you don't know, uh, what you, you've been you've been involved in high school sports uh, for well over fifty years. over fifty years, and you've been an AD for a lot of that. Yep. And uh, you're at Cardinal Mooney these days, but um, I'm sure it's not much different there than it was when you were in Port Huron area schools or, or any place else. And actually, I was thinking maybe it's even a little more difficult for you because your league that you play in is a little bit smaller. So when you have scheduling issues, you actually really have to go out and search and find people to play. Oh, I'm on the I'm on the computer a lot doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to the MHSA website and all, any website I could find and looking for games and uh, contacting people. Uh, I have a list of, uh, of local schools that I contact. And we play anybody from, especially in like in basketball, we've played class A schools and we're, you know, uh, class D. And uh, we've played, like last year, we played Anchor Bay and, and some of the other schools that are in class A. Um, we play a lot of B schools and C schools. And we, I think last year on our basketball schedule, we had two other uh, class uh, class D schools, and they were both in our league. Uh, other than that, uh, like I said, we play anybody, especially in basketball. Football, it's a little bit easier because uh, we do get uh, uh, four league games, and then uh, we play Gross Point Liggett every year. They're a division higher than us, but we, we have crossed over with them. So usually I usually have to go and get like four football games, and, and again, we play everybody bigger than us that we play, so... Sometimes that record isn't great, but it, it's 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 tough to schedule. And baseball and softball sometimes are uh, uh, tough, and especially since we don't have any facilities, 
Uh, we have to play our, our games at Kite Monroe, for example, in mm-hmm. baseball and softball, although I'm looking to hopefully move the softball team up to Edison has a softball field at their plant um, in East China, so I'm looking at that as possibly getting some parents together and fixing that field up. But that depends on us and let us use it. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's. I think it, there's a lot more logistic problems at Cardinal Mooney uh, because of that, where at Portier and High, everything was right there. I didn't have to worry about scheduling or who else was playing. Like in football, we have to find out when Marine City or St. Clair is playing because right. we have to share the field with, with East China. And um, which is you know, the great that they let us use it, and we really appreciate it. But it's, uh, it's, it's a logistic nightmare sometimes, but uh, it's – it's it's what it is. You do what you have to yeah. do. I, I think one of the crimes, and and uh, and Brady, I think you'll agree with me on this, is that most schools are judged by their the record of their football team, mm-hmm. and that's kind of unfair in Mooney's case because you've had good uh, basketball for both boys and girls. You've had good baseball and softball in the past. You've had good volleyball mm-hmm. uh, in the past. Uh, Mooney's been very competitive in all sports. But you take it on the chin in football, and as you said, a lot of times it's because when you're finding games, you got to play teams in schools that are bigger than you. Right. Uh, it's it's difficult, and, and uh, 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 Joe Quinnell, Quinnell came in as our football coach. This will be two years ago, and he started to turn around. We before he came in, I think they were Owen uh, Owen nine, and the then the first year he won one game. Then last year uh, they won. Uh, we won. Uh, Four, and then this is be this third year. This year we were two and two and four, but one of those was a forfeit uh, to Cabrini because uh, we had to close down for two games because of the uh, COVID. And so I think he's done a great job, and we've got we had we had twelve freshmen playing this year, so uh, you know we're getting the numbers up and things like that. So I think we're going to be better down the road, but it's going to take time. And then again, playing schools like Shrine, uh, who's uh, very very good. Uh, and one of the teams that's still in Class D is Everest Academy. They're in our division, and they're just blowing mm-hmm. people out. And uh, they're very, very good. Small school, 120 kids, but they are very, very good. Uh, so it's it's and, a and most years uh, Lakes is good too. They had Lakes a bad is, year this year. Yep, Lakes is good. They're one of our wins this year, and it's uh, I think we've only beaten them twice in the school's history. So it's uh, it's it was nice to get that one. But it's, they're they're down this year, but they're normally very, very good. Is right. So you've obviously you said you've been in high school sports for over fifty years. This year's an eighty has probably felt like fifty years in itself. Uh, yep. Like just I mean just talk about the the, the issues from kind of behind the scenes because everyone sees it from the outside and they just see what happens and wait for the the news to roll out of who they play when they play. Take us behind the scenes of what it's like to figure that out and be the one that has to set that up with the goalpost constantly moving. That's difficult. For example. I- I was on the computer yesterday, as a matter of fact, trying to move some games that we had scheduled in December for boys and girls basketball to find some dates in January and February where we could move those school games just so that we could get as complete a schedule as we can. Right now, we were down to 16 games because we lost four for each of them mm-hmm. before Christmas. Uh, we lost a Christmas tournament. We lost um, uh, the Dave Jackson Classic up in, uh, that we played at in Lance Cruz North against Richmond. And so, you know, it's a situation of, okay, now here's what's the parameters. Okay, let us know when we think we're going to start. Then we're going to go ahead and schedule what we can. Then the governor's going to come out and say you can't do it. So then we have to readjust again. And that's the way it's been almost all year. Uh, Hopefully on Tuesday we'll get a a better definition of what we're going to be able to do. Tuesday the 8th? Tuesday the 8th. Okay. Hopefully uh, the governor's going to come out with some guidance for us and this is actually from the health department mm-hmm. that that we get all our stuff and we've got a really good relationship with uh anita marcante at the at the health department dr marcante has been really great working with all the schools uh, and so it's a situation where we just have to look at the numbers look at what she's going to say look at look at the data that we have and then make the adjustments it's you now Rather make it's okay. I'll, I'll work t- twice as hard as I have to to get it in if we have to get it because it's it's not the kids' fault. It's we want to provide the best opportunities we can, but we also want to do it safely, and uh, that's that's a big thing. 
And before I go, before I just want to give a shout out to Jared and Sanderson and the rest of the Big Reds. I've coached. I was there for over thirty years, thirty-one years as the a coach AD there. Then I was the district AD for another eight years. Mm-hmm. So Portier and High is is very close to my heart. I go to every game I can, uh, and um, I, the kids that were seniors this year were all freshmen. And when I my last year coaching there, and so I know those kids real well. Mm-hmm. A couple of them, of course, are. Uh, coaches' sons that uh, that I worked with and right. hired, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Eddie Kindle's son Noah and and uh, Jace uh, uh, Mullins, uh, th- know that are great kids and and uh, uh, Ryan's son. And so uh, I just want to give a shout out to the whole team for a tremendous year and for all those kids that are going on and playing at Grand Valley and um, now at Madonna and uh, some mm-hmm. of the other schools uh, that are going to be out there getting recruited. So congratulations on a great year, guys. We had Coach Stu on uh, one of the more recent podcasts. Got to listen to it if you haven't yet. Yeah, it was great. But uh, how confident are you that you think that there will be some form of winter or finishing the fall season and that they'll finish the fall season in December and that come January, in some capacity, whether there's people in the stands or not, we'll have – basketball will have hockey will have these winter sports happening i'm pretty confident i i think uh that one of the things that people have to understand too is probably they're safer on the fields than they are anyplace else uh at cardinal mooney we've had about three cases of the of covid where we've had to quarantine kids over Mm -hmm. a period of time all three of the cases came from their parents and their parents had had trans had gotten uh gotten covid and now the kid uh, was their first contact, and then anybody they made contact with, we had to quarantine for 14 days. Mm-hmm. So as a result, we've had to do that like three times in our in our building. But it was never anything that was done at practice, at a game, or in the building. Mm-hmm. It was all from outside. A couple, one of them was a kid going to a party, and uh, that infected a t- kid on the other team. Then we played that team, and... We were now exposed, so we had to quarantine right. for 14 days because somebody else did something. Right. So the kids are actually safer, I think, playing. Now, I, I think they're going to try and let us finish the, 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 the fall sports. Uh, it's so little time left as far as football. There's basically three weeks. Volleyball, there's like, what, three games? I think three games, yeah. yeah. Three games. Swimming and diving is one day if competition is left. So I think that you – now. We can do that pretty safely, especially since football is outside, it's outdoors. Um, and in volleyball, we've had very little uh, problems with volleyball canceling games and stuff. The girls are masked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, limited. I think they're going to limit the number of particip- uh, spectators probably to two per par- participant, uh, which is what they did earlier. Now, as far as the winner is concerned, I do believe that they're going to let us start. I think we're going to be back – Hopefully, we'll be back in school. I know some schools are going to still be online mm-hmm. or are doing some kind of hybrid situation. <clears throat> but I think we're going to be back in school, hopefully, if not on the 9th, uh, uh, on the 4th when when, uh, when we start school after after the break. Hopefully, that we'll be back in the building. Again, we, uh, we really feel our kids are, are safer in the building and with us than they are sometimes out, outside. It'll be a lot, and a lot's going to depend, I think, on what kind of a spike we see with the people coming back from Thanksgiving. You know, mm-hmm. They had asked us not to travel, and we didn't this year for the first time. We didn't go to our relative's house uh, for Thanksgiving. We stayed home. And the same thing at uh, Christmas time. I think there's going to be a spike after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I just, in fact, yesterday I just canceled my plans to fly out to see my daughter and, and my son out west. So I think if people are smart and, and can try and keep that spike down a little bit that until the, we get the vaccination mm-hmm. – and then I think that we'll be we'll be able to start then. How much do you think that will change things? Like when the because it's going to be soon that they're at least going to start to giving vaccinations, and hopefully by the April or May, everybody will have a, had had a chance to to get one. I think it'll probably be the rest of this year. We'll probably be in flux, mm-hmm. up and down. But I'm thinking that if everything goes well according to all the guidelines that we see here, all the statements that we see. Hopefully by the fall we can go back and be in a fairly normal situation. But I think the rest of this year is going to be in flux all the way through till we get the vaccinations in. And uh, hopefully they get to the 70 or 75% that they need uh, to do what they call the herd herd immunity. Herd immunity. 
that we can uh, we can make sure that uh, everything goes safe in the fall. So I, th- I think this year is going to be continued like this. Uh, I think once the spring comes, I think it's going to be more stabilized. But it helps as, you get outdoors again. How, how far back, good. though? Like, how far back? If we have a situation where we start up in January, but at some point we've got to stop again for a week or two or three and then start up again and, and finish up that season, legitimately, how far can they push the spring sports back so that they're finished before August? Well, I think we're kind of the same uh, situation, that, depending on when they do it. But if they do it um, – let's say at the beginning of March when the state tournaments are starting and things like that, depending on where that is. I think they can go all the way t- to the middle of April, maybe after Easter break. And yeah, then, after and that then. spring break. Yeah, and That's and when it gets warm out anyway. Otherwise, yeah. you're playing baseball. Yeah, a lot of those games, yeah, a lot of those games are canceled anyway before that period mm-hmm. of time. We come back from spring break, I think it's like April 13th or 12th in that, in that ballpark. And at that time, I think they'll be able to get it i think whatever is done is going to be again just involving a few teams like uh like even going back and finishing you now if we start basketball on the ninth uh boys basketball will start their tryouts and girls basketball go back to practice that oh it's only going to affect those schools that are playing and then half of those are going to be gone after the 14th the 15th that mm-hmm. first week half of those are going to be gone and then after the weekend it's going to be down to just a couple of schools so i i think that the same thing could happen in, in, in the winter, and they could go till after the break, and I think if they get some of the playoffs in, that they could go back and finish it. It's going to affect a few schools, yes, but, uh, you know, I think they get done. As far as the spring sports, I think they could go back to the end of, to the end of July and, and still get the tournaments in. Because it would only affect a certain no, a small number again, of schools. Again, it only affect a small number of schools that those are getting, going on from the regionals. The districts is the big thing, getting the districts in. Because once you get the district, that gets rid of the most of the schools. How much problems would it be, though, like with how many problems would you have with seniors graduating, especially if you have a, a multi-sport athlete? Like let's say you have a football player for a school, and he's also a baseball player, but he's going on to play college ball and pushing that back. Like what, what point do you see the cutoff between the end of the school year and seniors getting ready for college or kids saying, you know what, I pay so much money to play travel ball, I can't, I'm not going to stay, I'm going to go where my money is spent and I'm going to go play with my travel team because we go down to South Carolina, we go, oh, we travel all over. Where do you think that cutoff point is? Uh, I think probably about the 1st of August because that's when the football kids would have to be leaving. Uh, most of them would have to leave. But, again, how many kids is that going to affect? And most school teams, it's – they may get one or two right. at the most. And so, and then as far as the travel baseball, I don't think we can determine what our schedule is to based on the travel baseball kids. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we feel we offer a better product than the, than the travel kids do for a lot cheaper for parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and right now, one of, that's one of the things we're facing, dilemmas we're facing, is these kids are going to find a place to play if we don't provide right. it. And so their parents are going to spend up, end up spending a lot of money to go play for these travel teams or elite teams or whatever. And um, we feel we can do a better job. Uh, we're better organized. We can protect them better. Because you go by fields. I, I know I drove by fields when I was going down to Marine City during the spring of last year and in the, the, the summer. And there would be kids out playing with no masks, mm-hmm. uh, no, not social distancing, and, uh, you know, some parents coaching the team. and. And they basically uh, are making money off the team, and that's my always been my one of my biggest concerns about uh, some of the uh, youth sports is that a lot of times they're paying coaches and they're collecting money from kids and making a profit off it. And where high school sports is, you know, the kids do have to pay a fee sometimes, but that all goes back into the program. We're going to take a break right now, uh, but we'll be back with Kenny, and then I've got like another nightmare question to to ask scheduling wise okay. uh, and we'll do that though uh, when we come back and pick up the conversation okay. tri-county equipment is your local john deere dealer with 10 locations in southeastern michigan tri-county equipment can help you get the equipment you need from tractors to atvs from snowblowers to used equipment tri-county equipment is your one-stop shop right now tri-county equipment is offering free home delivery on select john deere models for a full list visit tri-county equipment online at tricountyequipment.com 
Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. The City of Marysville continues to strive to be a great place to visit, a better place to live, and a great place to open a business. Go to our City of Marysville webpage at cityofmarysvillemi.com to find employment opportunities, business assistance, learn about our outstanding Marysville public school system, or just book a round of golf at Marysville Golf Course. Marysville, a great place to visit, a better place to live, and a great place to open a business. And remember, the sun always shines in Marysville. Precision Care has been locally owned and operated in Marine City and has served the Blue Water community for over 25 years. Precision Care is the leading property and landscape contractor in St. Clair County. Always looking to hire the best people? Check out their website at precisioncarellc.com. Click on the Application for Employment tab and send in your resume today. Precision Care is a proud supporter of local athletics at all levels. Call today at 810-765-7968. For all your landscaping needs, it's Precision Care, LLC. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're with uh, Dennis Brady and Ken Semmelsberger, Athletic Director for Marine City Cardinal Money. So, in a normal year, the seasons are staggered. The girls start before the boys. And in the playoffs, the girls' districts begin a week before the boys' districts begin. I'm going to assume that if things start up January the 4th, both seasons will roll out at the same time. Both seasons will end at the same time. How in the world are we going to play boys and girls districts at the same time that that first week of March Madness will truly be madness? I think what they'll do, I think they'll continue the stagger. Right now, for example, at Cardinal Mooney, we're hosting a girls basketball district the first week of March. Uh, and the plans are uh, that the boys would still do uh, the second week of March. So I think the plans are still to do that because um, I, I, I've got some games scheduled for the week, bef- uh, week before the, the week of the girls' basketball district uh, for the boys to, so they could pick up. I think they're going to be able to do that and keep that in place, um, even though they're going to be going the same time. The, I think that just the girls are going to be uh, kind of a week shorter 
than they normally They're just going to have to compress so their season they'll, a little they'll, bit. Sh- they'll either shorten the schedule or they'll have to play. They may let us play another a little game more, week. A more yeah. frantic for them, and the yeah. boys will play more yeah. of a normal. As of right which now. Which is, what, one or two more games? Yeah, it, it probably. Right now, for as a matter of fact, I think it's just different to one game for us. Right. Uh, and um, uh, I do have a couple open dates if, you know, but the trouble is I'm never going to be able to get 20 in. Right. No matter what we do. Because you think 20 in eight weeks. You, you can't That's. Yeah, I mean, you're playing two or three games every single week. I mean, you could, but it would be very hectic. Right. Um, but you you said something last segment that I want to kind of come back to, um, how that the kids are going to play anyway. They're going to figure out a way. So if you cancel the winter sports, you cancel basketball, you cancel hockey, these kids aren't just going to go, oh, well, no more basketball, no more hockey. They're going to go to AAU programs. They're going to go to uh, ice rinks. And let's let's not play coy here. Play dumb. Pull the wool over our eyes. These places are staying open. It might you might have to go through a back door, but they're still open. There's still gyms. There are still rinks that open up. They just keep the front porch light off, and you come in the back door. So they're playing anyway. I mean, don't yep. you? I mean, I'm sure you're saying that and saying, well, we might as well have them play here and try to keep them safer. Yeah, there's no question that they're going to find some place to play. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you know, here in, in Port Huron, and, and uh, they could go across the bridge and play in, in, in Canada. Uh, if they're down by the Michigan border, they're going to Ohio and playing. You know, so they're going to find ways to do it. So I think that, the, and again, the, I think the safest, the best way to do it is to have the kids play for their school teams where the dis- the school district and the athletic directors and coaches can keep 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 this within sanity. They can uh, we can put in all the the things that we need to do to keep the kids safe. Playing with masks might be one of them. Limiting the number of spectators. You know, in volleyball, we disinfected the ball after every point. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. that's how it got to be. And the same thing in basketball. We're going to have a number of basketballs ready, and then we're going to we're going to interchange them whenever we can. Now, those kind of things, and we're going to uh, disinfect possibly between games. We're not sure how we're going to handle that yet, but there's going to be all kind of things we can do. Crowd control. Uh, is there going to be a crowd at all? Right. Uh, or is there going to be two participant, two per participant, which I think is going to be what they're going to do. So I think that they're safer. They're under better, stricter guidelines uh, working for in the uh, through the MHSA and the schools than they are if they go on these – where nobody is in control. Mm. These kids can go and play without masks and things. I know it's going to be difficult to play basketball with masks on. You know, I, I played high school basketball, and I, I, know, you know, I wouldn't have liked it. But right. is it better to do that, be safe, and not and have a sport than not have a sport? Exactly. You know, now, so for for me, hockey seems like the, the easiest because in high school, they're already wearing a cage mm-hmm. or a plastic Shield. Yep. Well, they could probably use the same guards that they had yeah. similar to football. football. Um, yep, they uh, they they could put those inside the face mask of ba- the hockey, and it's, it works works fine. Basketball, it seems to me like yeah, that'll there'll be an adjustment period. Which with the mask, you kind of have to be the boogeyman, the one that has to enforce it. That's where the onus has kind of been put on the ads or whoever's the I guess the faculty rep for that game. How tough has it been for you to? kind of enforce the rules that you didn't set because whether whether you agree with them or not, you have to enforce them if you want a season because it's on you to make sure the kids are safe. Uh, well, the coaches have really done a great job. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give them. Now, they understand where we're coming from. They understand you know, uh, this, our, our, our girls' volleyball coach, uh, Troy Purcell, uh, this fall did an outstanding job with our girls. And he went out and, and actually got different masks. So they would have a red mask for one game and mm-hmm. a black mask for another game and a white mask. For, so the girls kind of felt it was part of their uniform mm-hmm. and really did a great job. Of all the schools we played, when they came to our gym, uh, I think there was only one school I had a problem with one girl. And it wasn't that she was defying the rules. To defy, she just was one of the captains, and she felt she couldn't, people couldn't hear her. So finally I told the coach, she's got to wear it. Or I'm no, she's gonna have to come out of the game, or I don't know what. There's really no punishment right. that we have, other than that. And the officials will not enforce it. 
Right. The officials have said they will not enforce the, the rule. So it's up to uh, the coaches. Basically, and I will say this, in the fall, I think our coaches and the coaches of all the schools we played did a great job. They, they know if we're going to keep this going, we have to follow the rules. And I've already talked to our boys and girls basketball coaches, and uh, they're aware of it, and the league has done that. Uh, we had a, a Skype meeting just the other day uh, with uh, with our with the uh, Catholic League, and and everybody's aware of it, and and uh, we've talked a lot about it, and we have we're lucky enough to have uh, Vic Michaels, who's the Catholic League director, is also on the governor's uh, committee, and he is. Uh, thank God he was, because I think without his input, we might not have had sports uh, for a while. Then also the MHSA has, a, although they're not an official arm of the uh, the government or the mm-hmm. uh, they they have some influence although they were not on the committee but Vic Michaels was kind of representing all high school sports and it's you know it's tough it's it's a tough situation but I, I tell you what I think our coaches and I think the girls did a great job and I know the boys coaches will do the same too mm-hmm. you you played basketball Brady yeah um how's that what they called it that right? <laughs> <laughs> if they told you not only do you have to wear a mask, but you have to wear gloves. What do you? Th- well, I mean, do you think you could play? Do, would you want to play? Well, I mean, gloves. I think is going a bit far. Well, I, I mean, well, no, the official handles the ball. You've got you know, kids on mean, the floor at that point. The ball, you're even touching, if you're, you're trading touching out each balls. other just on the on the with your gloves so much. I mean, gloves is a bit much because you're in such close contact. But a mask at that point. I mean, if I was in high school and all this was going down, I'd say, just tell me what I have to do to play, yeah. basically. Well, and the other thing, too, that going along with that, in volleyball, like I said, we disinfected the ball after every point. Mm-hmm. And in basketball, we're going to have two, three, four balls, and at every stoppage of play or whenever we can, we're going to switch those balls around. And contact, direct contact hasn't shown to be the biggest spreader. The biggest spreader is still it's airborne. Yep. It's, 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 uh, it's being in close proximity to somebody. And usually it's for over 15 minutes. But the bottom line is that, and we're never close for for over 15 minutes because uh, just the nature of the game. Right. You know, but you are in close proximity to someone uh, for a lot, for a good period of time. Let's face it, basketball, you're in somebody's face on defense. That's Mm -hmm. that's the way you play the game. And uh, so, uh, but I think that the the contact uh, 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 transfer is not as as great as the, 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 transfer through the through the air and i'm sure especially for the football players they're they have that same attitude of just tell me what i have to do to play yep. and we'll do it um i think the kids and the athletes have really adapted and just figured out like they know it's not normal but it's what they have to do and it seems like they're kind of going along with everything and doing what they need to do right you know and i think that high school too gives opportunity to all the kids where get some of these guys' kids go to these elite teams, a lot of parents say, I don't have the money to pay for these kids to play. Mm-hmm. So those kids are left out completely. So, you know, I, I, I think the kids understand that this is the way it has to be, and we'd rather be doing this than not doing anything. And then I guess my only other for winter sports is what about wrestling? No, that wrestling is going to – wrestling is a tough one. You know, it's, it's a contact sport. You're on a mat with somebody for all that time. Uh, they're, no, they're asking, to wear, they're going to have to wear masks. Uh, how they're going to keep them on, I don't know. Uh, just for the nature of the sport, uh, you know. Uh, well, they'd have to stop. If the mask came off, they'd have to stop. Stop the, yeah, they're going to have yeah. to blow the whistle, stop. And restart. Yep. Which, I mean, wrestling might have to be the one sport that you might not be able to do because it's literally nothing. Don't tell but, them in Richmond. <laughs> oh, well, I know. No, I know that. No. <laughs> but, no, it's, but it's literally nothing but con- Like every other sport, you can make the case. Like football, yeah, you're close, but you're in contact for two seconds, and then you're away for 40, you have a mask on, you do all that. Wrestling, it's literally like six straight minutes of contact. That's timed and before and after that, and that would be the toughest one, and I yep. wouldn't be shocked if they said, okay, Wrestling, I'm sorry, we there's it's just gonna be too hard, and and I feel bad because I mean you know how hard wrestlers have to work oh, yeah. and how They're... in shape they are and it is the most it's probably the most grueling sport and for that to be taken away would be pretty tough. Yep, and it's uh, I they don't want to and I, right. I know that the uh, there've been a lot of talks with the MHSA about how they could do it as safely as possible. 
uh, and they're looking for new uh, ways to handle the, the situation as far as maybe a different type of mask or, or something that, that, that can be used. But uh, I think they're going to go with it and see. You know, I, I mm-hmm. would be very surprised if they said no right off the bat. Uh, I think they'll go and see, and if there's an outbreak or if there's something that happens in wrestling, right. I think then they'll have to look at it. But I think to begin with, they're going to go with it. Do you see a scenario where they allow some sports but not others, or do you think it's all or nothing? I, I would say I think it's going to be uh, all or nothing. I really do. I, I, I just think that the MHSA's philosophy is to provide as many opportunities as they can for all kids. Uh, and – I just don't see them shutting down. And, and re- if they were, wrestling would be the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other ones, are like they're in spring, they're all outside. We've already, like track, we've already done cross country, had great success with cross country, uh, softball and baseball. Because yeah, there's no real contact sports in the spring. Right. I mean, I mean soccer's the only one. Cross, maybe. Soccer would yeah, be. I mean, kids are touching the ball in baseball and softball, but you can change out the ball uh, right. after every player. Yeah. And soft, uh, soccer, they had a successful soccer season with, mm-hmm. with hardly any problems at all from what i understand so uh girls soccer i think would be fine uh wrestling is the only one i think that would even be um a question at this point but i, th- I think they're going to go and try it and see what goes all right we're going to take a uh, break and then we'll do one more segment with uh, kenny semmelsberger as we try to solve all the world's problems mm-hmm. in, in uh, 60 minutes or less here on <laughs> the uh, get stuck on sports tri-county equipment podcast Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services. Services LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. TB Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. Preferred Charters is a privately owned and operated transportation service located in Michigan for the past 13 years. Well known for customer service and well-maintained equipment. From sightseeing tours to conventions, corporate transfers, sports teams, parades, sporting events, and private charters, Preferred Charters has the wheels and wherewithal to ensure the smoothest ride with drivers that are the best in the business. Call 810-982-7433 and let Preferred Charters do the driving. 
For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long and short-range point-to-point links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompson-engineering.com or call them at 810-221-1667. That's 810-221-1667. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You do have to be at the games. Throwing stuff off the uh, wall there during the uh, the break. <laughs> yeah. Again, just trying to solve all the, all the issues well, and come up with all the answers. You kind of have to think outside the box or try to. And then you realize just some things just are yeah. Some well, you you say things you're like some things just have to be a certain way. Yeah, yeah. and you try you think of ideas and you say and you go well no that's a dumb idea, yeah. but it's it's just so hard to figure out what to do. Like I said, I don't envy anyone that has to make a decision because you're making the wrong decision. And I've said that for however many months we've been in this now, and don't I don't envy anyone. Um, because you don't really have a lot to go off of. There's no historical things to look at, like other situations. So, yeah, you're just kind of guessing at best. Yep, and it's it's you know it's a tough situation, no matter what we do. Yeah, uh, is uh, you know you're never going to please everybody. That's that's always part of the job. Uh, you know, being an assistant principal and AD. Uh, it was great. Everybody was always mad at you. Either the, <laughs> the kid was mad at you because he got sent to your office because the teacher sent him down. So he's mad at you because the teacher sent him down. The um, teacher's mad because you didn't give the kid a tough enough punishment. <laughs> and then the parents are mad that you that you punished the kid at all. The kid, their kid didn't do anything wrong. So you, 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 I'm used to having everybody mad at me. So yeah. that's that's okay. Well, even during the break, uh, I. I Said to you jokingly, yeah, if you cancel wrestling, there's going to be that parent that sues everybody because you cancel wrestling, so now you have to cancel all the sports because their kid's sport got canceled, so nobody can play. Um, because, yeah, we're denying know, their kid a chance for a scholarship. Because yeah, every single kid uh, gets a scholarship. That wrestles or How many scholarships wrestling? did you get, Brady? You got like 12, didn't you? What? <laughs> <laughs> he had um, one. It was a great one, though. But yes. he had, he got well, a great I only one. needed the one. Um, <laughs> but with winter sports um, – Let's get back on track before it gets too far <laughs> off the rails. How much does it help that this winter sports are uh, that the teams are smaller? You don't have football where you have 50, 60 kids uh, at a team at a practice. Basketball, you have 10 to 15. G- girls basketball, 10 to 15. Even if you do wrestle, that's 20 kids. You don't have these huge gatherings of kids where you look at Marine City, one kid – uh, gets exposed because of a kid at school, and the whole team has to shut down where you can kind of partition it and get more, not bubbles, but I guess m- mini bubbles, like little versions of them, especially if they stay virtual. Uh, yeah, I think that would be a key if you stay virtual, but uh, the ki- our kids are in school. You know, right. kind of when they're in school, so uh, it's actually, I think, better because we get controlled during the day we're not worried about where they're at during the day, where they, where they could mm-hmm. be doing. So we have them in school. Then they go to practice right afterwards. And those kids that have to wait for practice, uh, we've set up a, a, a little room where they could go and study, do a study hall. Uh, we'll try to get them something to eat or something like that. That's what we did at Poirier and High, too, was uh, we were able to get some kids set up in study halls. And, and then uh, uh, some of the local businesses sometimes got them something to eat so that they could wait there and not have to go home for practice. And especially at Carter Mooney where our kids are so divided. And so we got kids that live in Port Huron, all the way to kids that live down uh, off a of 16-mile road. Mm-hmm. So there's a tremendous travel. So we have to worry about how, what are we going to do with those kids between practices. For example, the, our middle school always gets number one. So everybody in our program uh, has to wait for the middle school practice to get done from 3 to 4.30. So earliest we start is at 4.30 on most days. And then it's uh, usually the varsities get priority. So some of our kids do go home and come back. But a lot of our kids are there, and we have to find places for them to, to go and to, to be safe. And we can provide that where a lot of times if they're home on their own, they get together, they do whatever they're going to do. So I think it's it's better that that we provide those opportunities. What has been something that has 
been kind of an issue for you or a problem that maybe people don't really realize or don't notice? Because obviously, yeah, they look, scheduling is going to be an issue, things like that. But what has been something that has popped up or maybe something that you didn't think would be a problem but has kind of turned its ugly head during this time? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think most people have handled it pretty well, uh, and I really have not received any big complaints. Uh, I think the biggest thing would be um, making sure that it's all, you know, I, I think it's still the same thing uh, as every, as ever, as has been I, I, that the kids, the playing time issues and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I think most people are, are, are grateful that we have it back, you know, and I, and we, in fact, we had a parent booster meeting uh, just the other night uh, and the parents were all very respect, uh, respectful of what we were doing and very happy that we were having a program. And, and uh, uh, I think the uh, you know, biggest problem we're having is people want to see the games and can't mm-hmm. go. And so we, at Cardamone and a lot of the states have done, schools have done now have gone to live streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had uh, our cameras put in our gym, and hopefully we'll be able to live stream uh, second semester all our, all our, all our games, uh, our home games. And, uh, for those people that can't come, I said I think that's the biggest thing that people wanted to get come to games and stuff and couldn't come, but they've basically been very understanding about it, and uh, I really haven't had any phone calls. Uh, I think during football we had one uh, parent that was upset with something that went on and was they had just gotten some wrong information. Of what gotcha. Happened. And uh, uh, and so I I just. Uh, we had a kid get hurt, get have a problem in a football practice that was non-football related. Gotcha. It was this kid had a like a but seizure. nothing like coronavirus. Right? Nothing, no coronavirus. Kid had like a seizure, and it was mm. we had to get an ambulance over to get him and stuff. But other than that, you know, things have been pretty smooth. Now I can't say for the bigger schools, uh, they may have had more right. problems than we did. But uh, you know, a smaller school with limited number, there's 150 kids. Mm. You know, and so most of the parents know each other and. Uh, we know most of the parents, and especially Mike uh, McAndrews, our basketball coach. He knows everyone, uh, so he's uh, often access of one of the coach. area's best kept secrets. Yeah, he's uh, he's tremendous. I, not only as a basketball coach, but as a person and as a, a guy that that really is, uh, loves Cardinal Mooney and uh, does a tremendous job with the kids. And and you know he's tough. Uh, and I watch his practices and. Uh, he's as tough as uh, a lot of guys I, I used to coach with, especially Jack Carroll down in Detroit. He's got that same kind of mentality. Uh, he's tough, but I'll tell you what, the kids love him. They'll run through walls for him, you know. And uh, that's uh, and he handles a lot of things, and sometimes he's able to defuse any problems before they get to me. And uh, But, he, you know, I think it's been really – I can't, can't complain. It's been pretty smooth. It'll it'll actually uh, the the job will maybe seem almost too easy. Can you want to do it another ten years once uh, we get all this COVID stuff sorted out and we get back to some kind of normalcy? We'll see about it. It is. I will say this: <laughs> compared to the job I had at Poirier and High, where he was assistant principal and athletic director mm-hmm. for thirty-one years, I was at Poirier and High, and then like I say, eight more years as a as a district AD than I. Uh, now a couple of years at East Point plus the ten years I had to serve right before that and all the all the two years I've been involved in athletics. This is like being semi retired hmm. compared to that because the people at Carter Mooney are very, very good as far as helping me out when I need to have help. And the parent volunteers have been great, um, covering games and you know, taking tickets and all those things. So uh, it's it compared to all that and plus the number of sports. Rather than having 22 sports with 38 teams I had at Poirier and High. Mm-hmm. I have 10 sports with 20 teams. You know, it's 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 just uh, like night and day, believe, believe me. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give away our ages here, Kenny. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I remember when I came into town in the 90s, everybody that I dealt with had been in place – for a long time, and they were around for a long time. The, the first decade I was here, once I learned somebody's name, I didn't have to worry about it because they were going to be there 
every year. Every year I was going to call PH and I was going to talk to Kenny Semmelsberger. Every year I was going to call Northern, talk to Tommy Rodenbaugh. Every year I was going to call Marysville and I was going to talk to Jim Vigna. I was going to call Marine City and I'd get Jerry Workentine on on the phone. You know, it was this yep. you you dealt with the same people. You you went to a St. Clair basketball game and you were going to see Fred Shaw. Um, it's different now. Tony Money. Yeah, yeah, it's different now, and and year to year you got to double check who's at these these schools um, because it seems like some schools change every year, and nobody stays on the job for more than five. It's you know that's that's that is a and it's a it's a problem because the I worked a lot with the MIAAA, the Athletic Directors Association, and help run the, their conference every year up in Traverse City, and over the I did that for almost thirty years. Over the times that we were doing that, it was for a long time, it was the same faces. Mm-hmm. I'd say for the first probably 10, 15 years, it was the same guys over and over and over again. And then when about probably in the mid-90s, early 2000s, it started to change where it would be people would be there for a year or two, then move on uh, to another job. And it was, it was you'd look and then you wouldn't get to know everybody. Like at one time, I could go into a meeting in, in the MIAAA and know 80% of the people there. If I walked in there today, I, if I knew 5%, I'd be lucky because it's changed over the years. Part of us, some of us got older, hmm. uh, some of us retired, some of us can't retire because we keep on coming back. <laughs> but it's, it's a situation where I think the job is so difficult. It's grown so much. It's so much has been added on to that position, people say, use it as a stepping stone to go to another position or say, this isn't for me and go back to what they were doing. Uh, I remember uh, we had a, one year I was the acting principal at, at Port Huron High uh, and um, Jeff Dennis was the acting AD. And after, after uh, the, the one, day, one year I went back, he said, thank you. He says, this isn't for me. I wouldn't have wanted to do this for career. I did it for a year and that's all I want to do it. So, it's it's a situation. I think the job has become more and more difficult. I think people don't want to stay in that situation for as long. And I think they use it as a stepping stone to go on to a principalship. You see a lot of the guys that are ADs go on in their principals, assistant superintendents, superintendents. You know, a guy like a, that that just they use it as a stepping stone to go on. And the old guys that like me, the 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 old horses that just keep on going down the road the way we've been doing it for years uh, are few and far between, the guys that were, were career ADs. And uh, they're great to know, and I, I've got a great group of friends that we've been friends for almost a lot of them now for 40, 50 years that we've known since uh, I started in Port Huron, coming up from Detroit. So these guys have all been around. So it's, I think that's the biggest problem. I think guys, new guy, at, at, for example, at Marysville. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's – kind of walking into this with his eyes wide yeah, open definition of baptism by fire is yeah. poor guy came in and 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 I, you know this year's highly unusual but no matter when he would have came in you walk in that nobody understands the problems an ad has until you sit in that chair they don't know that the night before the game one of the officials called and said they aren't going to be there so you have to scramble the next day to get another official there mm-hmm. or that you find out that you know you've got a game scheduled, and this happens during the summer, a week before the season started. Your eighth game is it's been canceled because they're moving; they're, they don't want to play you or something. So now you got to go scramble, find another game. You've got to worry about the officials. You got to worry, make sure the gates are covered. You got now people come to the games. Wow, well, you got a great job. You just come and watch these high school games all the time, but you weren't there for all mm-hmm. the work I put in prior to the game to make sure that game ran smoothly. Mm-hmm. You know, and having people in the stands that are helping you with crowd control, whatever it is, you know, and if, and if a problem does happen, they're coming right to you, and right. you've got, and you've got to be dealing with it right then and there. So. Not to mention any other problems that you might have. Right, week before the season, uh, for some reason, coach can't coach; uh, he's going someplace else or or whatever. And now you're looking for a coach. Yep, and that's happened. Yep, that's happened. I, I you know, it's it's. It's a tough situation. People don't, again, people don't understand. Even sometimes school administrators don't understand. Uh, uh, they saw AD. That's you know, fire, hire this guy. He can do it. And then the guy says, "What are you talking about? You know, look at all the stuff you have to do. You have to make sure everything is in time. Everything's ready to go. 
uh, you just can't fly by the seat of your pants. And so I think sometimes it's a, it's an overlooked position. Of course, I'm prejudiced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else? I'm done. All right, that was very informative. And hopefully we don't have to worry about all these scenarios. Hopefully uh, next Tuesday we get good news right. that we're resuming on, on the 9th and that winter sports is starting on the 4th, whether there's fans or not. Because guess what? If there's not fans, you can listen to us, and we'll be at as many games as we can. We'll work five days a week. We'll do double headers. We'll do what we need to do to get games on the air because there's going to be a lot. Hopefully, there's going to be a lot of basketball, and there's going to be a lot of good basketball yes. in the area. Yeah, that, that's well, the, I think it's going to be a very good year. Yeah, that was the thing that uh, when, when we had Coach Stewart in here, it was like this is a bad time for this because yeah. this is a good time for basketball in the Blue Water area. Uh, we've got some good teams, boys and girls. Right. Um, and right. it would be a shame not to, to have those teams play and see what they can do. Yeah. Right. I, like I said, I, I had a great year watching the Portier High girls last year. Just to have a tremendous, tremendous year, and, and they might be better this year. Yeah, too. and they're, and they're going to be good this year too. And that's a team that went twenty and one last year. Yeah. They might be better. Yeah, <laughs> and they, uh, uh, no, I think they want to get to that level where they can be consistently beat Dakota. Mm-hmm. And Dakota's kind of been their nemesis the last few years, so I, I think that that's uh, there's. I think Blue Water basketball is going to be improved uh, a lot you know, over the last few years. I think it's going to be a lot better than it has been. So. Uh, look, I was hoping to look forward to going to as many games as I could. I still enjoy going to the basketball games that I can get to. Well, hopefully. I mean, our next podcast is going to be Monday, so we won't have news Yeah, we'll, we'll be We'll yet. be guessing on Monday, but maybe next Wednesday's Wednesday, podcast. Wednesday might, or if there's big enough news on Tuesday, maybe we'll have an emergency one. Yeah. Now, hopefully that's hopefully it's a good news. And uh, even if they go, we have to stay virtual, they'll allow us to go back and finish the fall season. I think right. That's, that's, that's uh, step one. Yeah. Because I, I don't see a scenario where they don't finish it in December and you try to finish it in the yes. spring. That's that's just going to be too hard um, logistically. So I'm sure the kids will want to play. And, hey, let's hope everything just goes to plan and people stay safe and everything gets better. Right. Right. Yep. Thanks again, Kenny. Thank you guys for having me. Kenny Semmelsberger and Brady and I will be back on the Tuesday with another Monday. Uh, uh, Monday. I, I'm still on the Tuesday. Yeah. It's Monday, Wednesday, Friday now. Brady made that change. There you go. Um, <laughs> we'll be back on uh, Monday. Teach the old dog a new trick. With another Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck On Sports Podcast. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck On Sports.